Sup everybody, this is Carrick with ACG and once again it's my continuing mission to bring you reviews that aren't two minutes long or filled with sponsored bullcrap and today I'm going to be reviewing Hitman 3. Given to me by the developers as you guys know that means I buy a copy of the game regardless and give a code away to one of the patrons. And I'm sure most of my patrons probably like the caricatures of anime characters as their protagonists or people who look like they have more in common with some lethargically intelligent TikTok creator. But the best part about Agent 47 is he's always looked the part. I imagine the birth was something like this. Plop. And the doctor said, congratulations, you've just given birth to your own fucking grandpa. And that dude stood up on his little tiny baby legs and said, I'm a follically challenged champion of dealing out death and steady stealthy doses like a fucking Russian poison team straight from the Kremlin. And I'm here to assassinate you for shit you've done wrong. He's all about the action. Also, he can use pretty much everything as a weapon, including muffins. Let's see how that worked out. Hitman 3 comes out tomorrow, $59.99 on pretty much every single system. As always, if you like the video, give it a thumbs up. If you dislike the video, subscribe. And if you like the video, subscribe. Pretty much always subscribe and hit the notification all button. Graphics are up first. Almost all of the Hitman games have something that wows me, from Paris to Florida. And now in Hitman 3, a couple different levels that I'm not going to say the name of. The game isn't always leaping over other titles in some kind of magnificent way. And Agent 47 always looks like he's just one more bathroom fall away from needing one of those fucking emergency bracelets. But bad hips aside, it's that detailed honeycomb style that fits the feeling of living inside a ticking watch. Each character in action and reaction are like gears clicking further and further away from that low time you want to set. And every single thing you do causes a cascade of sympathetic changes to the gameplay. An enemy is no longer where they were before. Patrols move through areas somewhat empty prior, and areas that were once blocked by their presence have now opened up. Each level has its own consistency graphically and themes throughout that resonate from massive mansions and murder mysteries to a solitary train ride that turns into some kind of Bond-like stealth and shoot with more variation in that 12 by 12 foot tight walkway than most games have in entire level. But to me, a favorite of mine and a surprise I never expected was a massive vineyard and a mansion that was connected to it. One part true lies with dancers and a band and spectators and one part awe-inspiring sandbox location that actually caused me, for the first time I can remember in a game like this, to pause the title and think and rethink my plans. Now, if this didn't run well, it wouldn't matter, but it does. Running at 4K, all settings maxed, it got me above 60 almost all the time with an i7 and a 2080 Ti. There were some streaming glitches here or there, but nothing actually to report home about. This was a marked improvement from an earlier version of the game that I did play, and it has a ton of graphical options to mess around with to get some FPS back if you do find it hitting hard in particular places. Sadly, I wasn't able to get a hold of a console version of this. PSVR is the only place you're going to be able to play the VR version of this for untold amounts of months. No one actually knows. Very unfortunate. The PSVR version, just so you guys know, is the PS4 version of this game. So even if you have the PS5 version of the game, if you want to play VR, it will re-download the PS4 versions of those for you to play it. Sometimes when the third part of a trilogy comes out, the creators of those characters and those familial ties end up changing too much and it never actually feels like it comes together when it comes to the graphics here they've done just enough and used smart various advanced techniques that didn't see as much or even any use in the prior titles to help hitman 3 separate itself just a bit from the past titles additionally if you do import the old levels into hitman 3 any small graphical embellishments will be replicated in those older levels 
And of course, in a Hitman game, sound is most important. This has excellent fadeaway and cutoff and occlusion channel direction, especially in a couple of the later levels that are vertical monstrosities. Those are all matched fairly well. And you can tell just by listening to the various different effects and subtle audio cues to identify where those characters are. Sadly, one improvement we didn't see in Hitman 3, at least as much as I could tell, were the gun sounds. Pretty much when you grab a Kalashnikov inside of a train and thunder rattle that fucker off, and then you switch over to a silenced weapon and it sounds like a wet, tight cat fart. They don't really have a nice kinetic feel to them. I know why it's done. It's just never really that natural for me. But what is natural is David Bateson as the voice for Hitman 47. It absolutely works. Whether it's defined by his five kinds of growl and vocal delivery or Hitman's just overall feeling of peeling off enemies' clothes and then beating the shit out of them while wearing their own jammies. But it's not just Bateson here. There's a lot of characters making the rounds in Hitman 3. And while many are not eclipsing a couple of the cool side characters in Hitman 2, the story is more personal. And due to the nature of what you see, there's a wider variety than the past games in the vocal presentation, which I actually think makes it a step above above Hitman 1 and 2. But is the music a step above? You know, it's actually pretty hard to meet Hitman 1 and 2. They were surprisingly good from classical to EDM, and it's a bit more surprising here in Hitman 3 than I expected, especially the opening, which hits closer to something you would expect in a Mission Impossible movie. And then it fades out to the more electronic beats that you would expect, like a John Wick movie, or that scene in Collateral where Tom Cruise kills everybody inside with Scientology and then walks out the front door. I like it. It's wicked thundering tracks, varied with other more classical fare, and it fits particularly locations like an underground dance club built in what is possibly the world's most dangerous spot. For a lot of people, this is going to feel not necessarily like retread ground, but just a very familiar friend. And thinking of friends, somehow Hitman 3's story is actually a lot about friends. So let's talk about gameplay and a bit about the story. Hitman's stories have never been grandiose affairs. That's fine. It's not friggin' Othello. And while he isn't a romantic lead, he is at the best, I think, a tragic lead. This is a massive step up. I can honestly say I said what the hell out loud a couple of times in this game. That's never happened in other Hitman games. If Hitman 3 is the finale, that final moment for Agent 47, it's befitting that they finally shored up one of the series' shortcomings, which is the actual plot behind all of the gameplay. And speaking of that, you start out in the game parachuting onto a skyscraper as the story and the past moments are doled out to you at 10,000 feet. You're just falling and talking and listening and then landing and getting your first glimpse of what Hitman 3 is gonna be offering you. And that's an environmental capstone to a trilogy. And this game starts out with a bang. It starts out wide. It lets you explore this massive hotel. You come to grips with a couple small changes and additions to items and situations and relearn the ropes if you're returning to it. It also lets you hang yourself with those ropes. As with previous games, Hitman excellence is an offering of so many things that you can do but absolutely no sense of demanding when you should do them. Walk up to someone and see the word push and hell half the time you're just going to do it like me. Lots of games will only give you the option to do something when it's open and available and many times like bowling alley training bumpers it'll warn you when you should or shouldn't. Not Hitman. Hitman's that terrible friend you have who's like dude just push her. Push her dude. Do it. Do it man. Push her. Push her dude. I dare you to push her. But there's this flexibility that makes you feel like you're always handcrafting the demise of skilled users of Machiavellian tradecraft and shadowy kingmakers who try to hide behind layers of security like Russian nesting dolls. And you're that hammer smashing the shit out of them looking for toys inside. Then something goes absolutely wrong. Agent 47 pulls a gun out of his black suit of holding like a fucking ballistics wizard and suddenly ages 
150 years. He's like the emperor when Samuel L. Jackson shocked him with a purple lightsaber rebound and he went from a normal looking dude to a fucking walking croissant. His aiming isn't for shit and the same stealth movements of going into and out of cover or throwing a well-balanced Fred Meyer knife into some fatty's dome from 40 feet away fails you at almost every turn. For example, getting to and out of close range to strike and counter is terrible and even lining up shots with a mouse and keyboard never feels exactly right. This is not necessarily something new. Hitman 1 and 2 had the same issues. It just feels magnified here. I just don't understand why Agent 47 looks like a bobbly-headed toddler whenever you whip out a gun, and it makes him look like he isn't even remotely trained. But you know what isn't affected by any of that? Hitman 3 has one of the best levels I've ever seen in a stealth game. That level design shows that IO is thinking about the mechanics for the future. Man, it shows that they have a bright future regardless. And speaking of the future, let's talk about the length of this game right now. I admit, I usually hate N-plus games, and technically, Hitman 3 is pretty much that. But it's not like other games. There's someone saying, hey, here you go, you can keep the shit, but everything else is the same. That's like playing hard to get when you spent the weekend fucking. Hitman changes up locations. The entire theme of the way the level plays out, clothing you might be wearing, equipment you can use. Then it throws in challenges and story missions on top of that. I dig it. This is a return on your money, not in the same bloated filler that a lot of gamers seem to choke down and somehow keep thanking developers for, but instead is tangible. It's got myriad changes to the gameplay each and every time. Here's the thing that sucks about Hitman, though. We see a Hitman that has two versions, basically. One where you're connected to the servers and another that's offline with a bevy of features not necessarily working perfectly when it is. To me, this is a service game, even if it's just gonna say that that service is your own internet to give you remotely the best gameplay. I hate this, I don't think it makes any sense, and it leaves you at the whim of all kinds of issues. So bear that in mind if that matters to you. Of course, you still have contracts, sniper modes, other modes as well. Hitman 3, when it comes to the PSVR, if you want to play Hitman 1, 2, and 3, can also be enjoyed. And speaking of enjoyment, that brings us to Fun Factor. I've always thought that time has this tendency to finesse legend from reality. It smooths out those edges and those errors, and in some ways does the reverse and brings up the horrible parts and makes them something more tangible than they might have actually been. And a lot of the characters in these games are enjoyable, even though they're not incredibly detailed. I actually wanted to know about Deanna. I wanted to know about the various different characters. I wanted to know about Agent 47 and how he got to be the way he was. I like it. He's a professional. He's a killer. He has a tattoo on the back of his head just in case he loses it and somebody wants to return it to Lost and Found. Somehow they bring personality of something that seems fairly stonework, almost like you wouldn't be able to get it, but you do. Admittedly, a lot of that greatness does end up getting impacted by the issues. The AI, the fact that at times it's sort of a service game, which I absolutely hate, and I would love to see that shored up. Here's the thing though, regardless of that, the story, the grandiose feeling of a finale, if this is the finale for Agent 47, the way the levels are made and the various different things you can do are insane. I'm not saying that there isn't a best level in some other title here or there, but when it comes to putting everything together and making me feel like finally Hitman sort of puts it all together and tries with the story as well as the gameplay, though admittedly not so much the gunplay, I think Hitman 3 nails it. So as you guys know, I rate games on a buy, wait for sale, rent or never touch it again system with rent being replaced by deep, deep sale on PC titles, if that's what I give it. Just for Hitman 3 itself, those six levels and the profound story, the way everything is nailed, aside from, as I said, a little bit of that gunplay, this is well worth your money. It does have those service issues, so you got to be warned about that, and you got to decide if that's going to be okay with you. This is a game that absolutely delivers. However, those issues with importing levels from 1 and 2, and whether you get it on Epic, or well, you have to get it on Epic because it's exclusive for a while, which is unfortunate, and all these different issues, that'll be up to you. But the game itself, the actual content you game, you 
get in the game itself is well worth playing. Incredible story, amazing level or two, and then top-notch levels for all the others. It's fantastic. Add to that that IO has stated that at some point they're going to definitely fix it so that regardless of where you have any of these other games, you'll be able to import all of those levels into Hitman 3. It really is cool. It's unfortunate they're marred by so many bad bits of PR and communication when it comes to how they were doing this. It sounds like they're going to try to fix it. I just wish they would have fixed it day one. That being said, Hitman 3, even just Hitman 3 alone, wow, well worth it. Replayability through the roof. Anyway, that's it for me. I hope you guys liked the video. If you did, give it a thumbs up. If you didn't, subscribe. Make sure to check out the patron, Teespring. Subscribe to me wherever you can. iTunes, Spotify. Bye-bye.